0: someone new to take a walk beneath the moon, light shining out of you from way up there. I'm falling in love with you. I'm falling in love with you. I'm falling in love with you.
1: it feels okay. Good morning, and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. We also enjoy music. I love that song. Uh, Larry Long is with us today, and he wrote that song, and it's just such a playful and delightful um, Minnesota song. feels okay. Yes, it's it does. Of, it's sort of a surprise, you almost. Know, love,
2: <laughs> love does do that to you. It's, it kind It gets you so excited, you you feel okay about yeah.
1: it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, but, you know what of the Minnesota sort of, you know, it, you feel okay.
3: It's, it's, not like, it's, it's okay.
1: I, I, I feel ecstatic. No, it's I feel okay. It feels like, okay. It's, it's like a surprise I, you compared know.
3: to well, well that's what do you know? different. <laughs>
1: Well, we're glad that you've made the connection today, and I guess part of our connection is love connection, but we'll also be talking about the river connection, Um, and we'll be uh, exploring the river, and I'm glad that you're going to explore it with us. We do like to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us that get us thinking, get us playful, um, get us talking, uh, and perhaps inspired. Uh, Our challenge to do just a bit more because we're making the connections. So, hosting with me today is Rick Bernardo, who is a musician, an ethicist, a teacher, a community advocate. Um, And you have helped uh, launch this series in terms of looking at music making a difference. So I know that you have some thoughts on that, and I'd love to have you share that.
3: Well, I worked many years uh, starting in music on stage, opening for certain – performers in the Bay Area of San Francisco, but also in in the comedy. And I always uh, at the time was studying theology. So I wrote and thought a lot about those connections between the creative aspect of life and uh, everything from scientific discovery to how you create laughter to how you create feelings and thoughts in people through music. And all of those share a revelatory aspect uh, of showing something or shining light on something that people weren't thinking or feeling before. And, um, I was going back to one of the most uh, well-known theologians, Walter Brueggemann. That's a good German name. Uh, but he's an American theologian that's written a ton on the prophetic voice. And uh, that is exactly what we're hearing in some of this music. And it reminds me of the role of the troubadour, which is Larry Long, uh, who we have here today. Walter Brueggemann says the prophetic tasks are to tell the truth in a society that lives in illusion to grieve in a society that practices denial and to express hope in a society that's living in despair. Mm. And those are all, all of the cylinders that we're hearing in the music today.
1: And Larry's music, by the way, welcome, Larry. Uh, Larry Long is a singer-songwriter, a spoken word poet, educator, activist, storyteller. He's well-traveled across the world and wherever he goes, he celebrates people and places song. and Your music seems to get through a lot of tangled places. Um, it, it, it gets us through some of the barbed wire that I think people can put up about thinking about things um, and having empathy um, towards others and finding that relationship um, that we have to others as well as Maybe what's our nickel in the quarter in terms of the challenges that they have faced and how do we change that? You know, how, how do we look at our own selves as well as being able to um, make a connection to others? So I want to first just thank you for the music that you do and, and being with us uh, for these shows. And we've got more coming up. Uh, we appreciate you being here. Yeah, thank you. And Scotty's here. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. Uh, Scotty is, uh, works with um, our friend Larry, and you work with Rock the Cause. You're a record producer, and you're working with Larry to remaster the classics.
4: Yeah, we've been working with Larry to go through what we call back catalog in the industry and really take, at those, take a look at that music that has not been released or possibly even widely shared with the, with the public for many, many years. You know, we are in that digital age. So um, <laughs> making sure the music is out there and available for everybody. And it's like you said, Larry, Larry really truly fits that mold of the classic troubadour. And I think, you know, we we always find, you know, once every generation, twice every generation, we stop and we say, well, here, here's this music that's been with us for so long. Here's this artist that, you, you know, is, has been around for decades, you know, potentially in the later years. But there's this canon of music here to be celebrated. And sometimes we make really wonderful new old discoveries through that. And but it's also about preserving the legacy of music and um weaving you know, weaving, you know, Larry is one of these people that, you know, it, you know, he he spent time with Pete Seeger. He spent time with, you know, all of the folk greats over the years. And when many of those, you know, folkies were out there, you know, in tour buses, etc Larry was really the person going around doing you know the critical activism work the community work the community work absolutely Mm -hmm. so that's really in in some ways his legacy and and it deserves to be celebrated and and you can get his music digitally worldwide everywhere
1: so larry do you want to set this song coming up or do you want me just to go right to the song and we can talk about it right after because it's the blue highway and it's about our mississippi river
2: It'd be good to play it.
1: Okay, Uh, let's do that.
2: It's like
1: music. (laughs) You know, why not? Uh, Dan, I'm going to have you play the whole. It's like music. Blue Highway, the full song.
0: On the roads Traveling down This winding road To return Going home Along the blue highway
4: Along the
0: i uh-huh.
1: In there is source of life, gift of love. Mm-hmm. Such a beautiful song.
3: My my favorite is to return from above. Ah. All of a sudden, I uh-huh. I see this cosmic circle. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah.
2: You know, I wrote the song uh, on the stone arch bridge, and and I wrote the song back in like 1983. And at that time, the Stone Arch Bridge, which was built during the WPA mm-hmm. and of World War II and the Depression era, that beautiful Stone Arch Bridge. But at that time, uh, there were barbed wire fences on both sides of the Stone Arch Bridge with uh, no trespassing signs. Which, for a troubadour, tells you I need to go through to the other side.
1: <laughs> I see a barbed wire that I need to sneak through, and I, and I
2: did. And I and I climbed across, and that's where I would uh, I'd practice my guitar and play alone on the stone arch bridge. You know, looking down on St. Anthony Falls, which is the farthest drop of the entire Mississippi River, and the river is uh, two thousand five hundred and fifty one. Miles long, they say, two thousand mm. five hundred fifty-one <laughs> miles. I don't know the one. I yeah.
1: want to go to New Orleans and like, check out that last one. <laughs> and the Saint Anthony Falls uh-huh. is
2: is roughly five hundred river miles down from the source from Lake Itasca. Mm-hmm.
1: The headwaters.
2: The headwaters, right. and uh, and the watershed extends up into two Canadian provinces and across one-third of the entire United States of America. And so some people actually say the headwaters is the Missouri River, uh, which extends way up over yeah. towards Montana. But if you look at the at the Mississippi River, it's a, it starts as a question mark because yeah. you know, it flows north from Lake Itasca That's right. yeah. and then works around and comes down. And then if you look at the border of the state of Minnesota and Wisconsin, you actually have the, have the portrait of an indigenous elder facing west. You can see the nose and the face if you look closely. And the name Mississippi is an Anishinaabe Ojibwe word. It comes from the from uh, I believe it's pronounced Missizibi, mm-hmm. which means long, deep river. Which means the Anishinaabe uh, uh, nation and, and people knew that this was a long river. <laughs> <And> <laughs> they that, picked that up.
0: <laughs> but they that, knew
1: something more, too.
2: But back in, in 1981, when I was beginning to build a movement to clean up the river and to change the historical markers, which we succeeded in small ways then, up at Lake Itasca at that time, it said that Henry Rose Schoolcraft uh, discovered the source of the river. And then in small letters they had he was led there, there by an Anishinaabe Ojibwe guide Oza windib, So we had a petition as we uh, uh, were working to clean up the river to change that mark of the headwaters.
1: To perhaps the Anishinaabe that brought him there <laughs> instead of the person and, that was...
2: And we succeeded. Oh good. We right. got thousands of people to sign it and say it's, it's time to change it. But I have to laugh because um, I had written a song. It's another song all about the headwaters, kind of Uh. a humorous tune. And when I sang it up there, Mm -hmm. uh, the person overseeing that park, he said, change historical markers. You must be a communist.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love how people react to history as if it's some sort of a threat. You know, that somehow that if we change something that has been there that we're comfortable and that we're used mm-hmm. to, somehow it takes away from mm-hmm. their history instead of makes the history more rich.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I, I love how you build bridges you, and you, you sing your songs from the arch bridge. But you're tr- your, your songs all are about bridging. You know, how, mm-hmm. how do we bring people together? And I
3: don't think it's ever good to be afraid of the truth. I don't think that's a safe way to go <laughs> any, in any way. Yeah,
1: but truth yeah. can be – I mean we can get – Yeah, your, I, I, your philo- I know. Your, your philosophy of like is truth agreement um, is we don't – It's hard. Is there a, is there a, a, a greater truth? But, yeah. But how do we create a no, shared well, the truth? The truth
2: is a, is a 2 edged sword. Mm-hmm. Um, Ouch. You know, in a, in a sense. And it's a, – a, a, friend, a friend just gave me a book called The – Small pocket book called the Four Agreements. Oh, oh yeah, 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 sure. And and uh, I know it's been out for a long time, but um, I hadn't really looked at it. And it's just it's simply four things that I think pertain yep. to what you know to what we're talking. Uh,
1: be true to your word. Talking
2: about is be impeccable with your word. Yes, and and with your word you can either use your word to to lift up others, mm-hmm. or if you get engaged in gossip, you can end up tearing apart others Mm -hmm. and that uh and the word is so permanent once it's it's spoken and the second principle is don't take take anything personally Mm -hmm. and i think that's really what it's about is that people we all tend to take things personally and society in a larger way does too that they say well that historical marker is it correct and somehow the dominant culture takes it very personally so what do you mean -hmm. Yeah, you calling me a liar, or Mm -hmm. and so they personalize it too much instead of realizing that the truth will set you free and will make us all better human beings.
4: Fear is the great disabler. You know, we can. it's, It's something that all of us share in common is fear, that emotion that you know we feel a lot of emotions in common, but fear is something that disables society, disables people disables meaningful conversation, disables uh, meaningful connections with people. Fear is a disability that we all share in common.
1: What I love, though, is I can't remember a time when I listened to music that I was afraid.
2: Oh, that's interesting.
1: I can't remember a time that I became fearful when listening to music, and I think there's something magical about that. How does it Mm. sneak through Mm. the... Um, barbed wire that that our friend Larry snuck through to practice his music. Sure. Uh, h- how does it sneak through our defenses of, of fear and allow us to be open in a new way mm-hmm. to the possibility?
3: When you're in those modes, you're open. You are mm-hmm. open. Mm-hmm. I've never been afraid when I was laughing either. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> so. I mean, it really, it just kind of goes yeah. with it. Uh,
1: and, and what does? We, it, and we're going to continue this conversation um, and and more about. The Mississippi, the river, the, yeah. the mystery and the love and the, the challenge that that the river gives us, um, and perhaps a metaphor for our own life as well. And we're going to go to one of my favorite songs again. Uh, a, it
3: Feels Okay. It Feels with Okay. With Claudia Schmidt it,
1: it feels
0: in there, okay. too, right? Bird, go clap. Have you heard a monkey laugh? I don't know, I've been moving too fast To take the time to enjoy The beauty of someone new To take a walk beneath the moonlight Shining out of you From way up there I'm falling in love with you Like to go to the zoo mm-hmm. when the sky turns blue from
1: the fire. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. And our topic today is continuing on our series of music making a difference. And we're exploring this topic with Larry Long, who is a singer, songwriter, spoken word poet, educator, activist, and storyteller. Welcome, Larry. We're glad you're here. And Rick Bernard is my host with me today. Hello, who's and- designed this series, and we appreciate you bringing music uh, to bring a, a greater awareness of of community activism and making a difference. We we b- talked a little bit about how it's really just comes down to love and fear, doesn't it? I mean, the very mm-hmm. essence.
3: Yeah, and there's uh, there are deep cultural tools that are. Phenomena such as music and and laughter and worship and all kinds of things that um, cr- not just get us going but create who we can be. Uh, they they open doors to possibilities of action and, and further inspiration. So, and speaking of which, uh, that was it. Feels okay music that we just heard by Larry Long. That's is that is also from the. Um, the album, the same album that we were just listening to, uh, the, the Blue Highway came from, uh, Run for
2: Freedom.
1: Run for Freedom. And Scotty Harold's here, Hi. who uh, produces music and produces that album. produce that album. Uh, he's with Rock the Cause, record producer, working with Larry to remaster the classics.
4: Yeah, we're getting those out there. Yeah. Yep, I'm a, a, I'm an, actually a philanthropic person in the music industry. Which is a whole other conversation. Unto itself <laughs> because the music industry is not set up to serve humanity, and I'm, you know, sometimes that fov that's out yeah. there. Yeah. It's <laughs> the industry part. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Doing cool stuff. Very cool stuff. And in our last segment, we were talking about Blue Highway, and we're going to y- hear a segment of that um, in just a bit. But I'd love to have Larry cheer up a little bit about what the cleanup um, efforts that, that you were doing on the river um, to help make. Make the river beautiful again when we were uh, not at a beautiful place.
2: Well, I became became really dear friends with Pete Seeger, and um, you know, you know, Pete Seeger was involved in We Shall Overcome, bringing that out into the world with uh, with Guy Carawan and others. He wrote, a, "If I had a hammer, turn, turn, turn," but but Pete Seeger was the real thing. He was, uh, I would say, that he would be the father of folk music. Of America in many ways, also with the help of help of Woody Guthrie and, and uh, Lomax. But I was visiting Pete Seeger out in Beacon, New York, and he started a campaign called the Clearwater Project, and they built a gaff rigged sloop that still sells up and down the Hudson River, and it's 105 feet long, 170 feet tall, and uh, and they take out school children out on the Hudson and uh, and people from from different communities out to learn about the history and also the environment and what they can do to improve the water quality and the culture for the people. Anyway, I was with Pete Seeger. Him and his wife, Toshi Seeger, built a log cabin back in the McCarthy era when he was blacklisted. And um, I was with him and he took me down to the banks of the Hudson River and started to tell me the story about how they built this gaff rig sloop, you know, with the help of Thousands of people chipping in time and money, and while he was telling me the story, he began to bend down and um, pick up trash along the shoreline. While he's telling the story, and he's he's walking between the legs of fishermen while he's doing it. (laughs) Excuse me, pardon me, I just want to pick this up (laughs) and to keep up with Pete Seeger's story. I had to bend down, too, and I began picking up trash. And then the fishermen got so enthused by <laughs> this eccentric old guy with a banjo on his back, picking up trash. They laid down their fishing poles and began picking up trash, too. And by the end of the story, about a dozen fishermen and I and Pete had cleaned up that little portion of the Hudson River. And then we gathered it up and uh, and we hauled it off. I was so impressed by that idea I took it back to the Mississippi River and I began to organize river cleanups based upon that principle of what I saw Pete Seeger do. So we brought together a lot of musicians and singers and poets, community people and we we would have river cleanups and we hauled thousands of tons of trash off the <laughs> Mississippi River over the course of 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 the 1980s. Wow. And we organized communities all the way from from Bemidji, Grand Rapids, St. Cloud, Minneapolis, all the way down to the Quad Cities of Iowa. And what we did is that we would, uh, and that eventually led to flotillas. And so I canoed down the upper Mississippi River on on a flotilla. and uh, And people would join us at different parts of the river. And what we would do is that we would... We canoed from Lake Itasca to Bemidji. When we arrived, there was a river cleanup. We would put piles of trash by the stage while local artists and singers and performers would sing. We would haul the trash off, recycle it, get back in the river and keep going down. And so we became this thread of a of a patchwork quilt, in a way, of our nation and mm-hmm. of of the Midwest. Because when you think of the Mississippi River, I mean, it if it's it's the main artery.
1: It's our heart. It's our heart. It's
2: the main artery, yeah. and what we do to the land, we do to the water. What we do to our flesh, we do to our blood, and it's all related. It's all related, and it, it brings together the history of rural America with that of urban uh, communities, and so it was a way to bring together um, the many cultures that call this part of the world home, also to acknowledge the importance that water is life and that and that the history of the river includes us all, not just a few, but all of us, and trying to embrace that.
1: I love that you're bringing culture and the environment together, art and music and artists, to make a difference, to to look at a, a problem and go, we can do something. You know, we, we, and we should, and we, we can, and we can do it in an interesting way. I've been really
2: thinking about trying to resurrect this movement Mm -hmm. uh, because it was so powerful because on the flotilla, when we arrived in Minneapolis, we were, we were 90% indigenous, Mm -hmm. uh, people from the American Indian movement joined in with their canoes. And so with each leg, um, the flotilla shifted based upon the cultures and the communities that we were coming into, um, and so much of the environmental movement is really – and when you look at it, it's, it's pretty much dominated a lot by dominant white culture. Mm-hmm. And um, and a lot of the elements of of indigenous and also African-American and, and, and Latin-American uh, culture has not been included. And so when you begin to move with that intentionality, you get
1: engagement. I love that it comes also out of you and Pete cleaning up the Hudson between the legs of a fisherman and <laughs> getting the fisherman <laughs> excited and that there is something contagious.
3: The way you put that. Yeah, you know. sorry.
1: I didn't mean to have it be that weird. Uh, but but, it, but there, it, it feels okay. It feels okay, which is sort of the, the big theme here. Um, yep. But getting back and not being too embarrassed. That's different. Um, yeah. it, it, <laughs> there, there, is, there is something contagious about doing something good. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Really is. Yeah. And doing something good that's simple. Mm-hmm. And, and my guess is you were a little playful too, as uh, you know, with this <laughs> banjo on your back that yeah. kind of it, it, I, there's, a, there's a little bit of Mark Twain of like painting the, the fence <laughs> and, and folks getting excited about joining oh, yeah. in to do something and create something.
2: I mean, Pete Seeger was, uh, was very playful. Mm-hmm. and also very, very committed, obviously, and very courageous. You know, he uh, he was impeccable with his word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he gave us, uh, uh, you know, those are strong shoulders you know, to try to stand upon and to try to carry on. Pete was amazing in that way.
1: I know there was a quote at one point where someone asked if Pete Seeger if, if, about you uh, and something to the effect of Pete Seeger of the, uh, are you the Pete Seeger of, of the Twin Cities? And didn't Pete Seeger say something about being honored to be uh, the Larry Long of New York? He did. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. You yes.
3: yes. yes. have to admit that. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He did say that. Yeah. Yeah. And that. You that know, made it
2: made me very, uh, very happy. Well, <laughs> you both
1: have that same commitment. To having music do something more, uh, allow us to, to feel kind of a rallying spirit that and a hope. You know, we can easily go into despair. We can easily go into a place of this is too big, this is too hard, and and it's everyone else's fault. Um, how, how can we stop just pointing figures and, and saying it's your fault and and there's this, you know, one percent that's going to destroy our lives? <laughs> you know, what can we do to take back our life and what music Mm -hmm. can give us to help make that ours again yeah and with that I'm going to take a break um, and we're going to continue the history of the Mississippi uh, by going to the next song um, that we'll hear in its entirety uh, that is um, the Mississippi Levee and we'll hear more about the history of the Levee don't Next. Next. We'll, be, we'll be back in just after a few commercials. And stay with us to hear the Mississippi Levy.
0: What was that? I don't know. Up and down Rainbow Road again. I'm falling in love with you. I'm falling in love with you. I'm falling in love with you. Love with you. And it feels okay.
1: And it feels okay is um, a good, good theme to be on. And we're welcoming you back to Connections Radio Show where we talk about ideas that matter and we listen to music and we talk about what it means to us and we're delighted that Larry Long has joined us today. He is a singer, songwriter, spoken word poet, educator, activist, storyteller. And we're continuing our series on music making a difference uh, and that has been designed and supported uh, by my co-host Rick Bernardo who's a musician ethicist teacher community advocate uh, radio host <laughs> oh that <Yes.
3: laughs> and that was just a fr- uh, that that I, it feels okay was from Run for Freedom uh, Larry's uh, remastered reissued long ago album that sounds gorgeous and that was Claudia Schmidt uh, singing with you right right before she starts laughing listen to that whole song everybody
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great song
2: actually I wrote that song for Claudia oh uh, we were uh, we toured together in the 1980s and actually I brought I brought her back to Minneapolis at the Dakota Jazz Club with American Rich Review, um, oh, yeah. in which she sang with us. Yeah. And uh, actually, we'll be returning to the Dakota on January 13th of twenty twenty. The both of you? No, just okay. – Poor old me. Okay. All alone.
1: Uh, it, that's, not, that's okay. I'll it be happens. there, Larry. You won't be completely alone. How's that?
2: No, but that was Claudia Schmidt singing it as a duet with me. And then on bass is Billy Peterson. Uh-huh. And also Peter Ostrushko and Mandolin. Wow. Both of whom played on Dylan's Blood on the Tracks. And then um, then Clay Rhinus out of Wisconsin was playing – playing guitar with me. We were both playing guitar. It's beautiful. Oh, just, so, a,
1: just a beautiful, yeah. lovely tune.
2: And it was actually produced by Marianne Moore. Oh. Okay. By Marianne Moore. Yeah. That's okay, too. That That is okay. <laughs> that is okay.
1: <laughs> we, we've sort of been going down this river of thought uh, mm. as well as um, supporting uh, ideas around the Mississippi River. And love, fear, um, community, Doing something bigger than ourselves has been our conversation at the very first segment we talked a little bit about um, changing the marker at the headwaters mm-hmm. and having it have more of the um, honor going to the folks that actually had discovered <laughs> the headwaters but sometimes history and changing history can make people uncomfortable. You know we see in Florida and other states history being something that is um Not welcome. We want to just not have anyone feel uncomfortable, and and it's not necessarily to make people feel guilty, (laughs) which is the the automatic you know knee jerk reaction. Um, It it hopefully expands our awareness, expands our empathy. It it makes us bigger rather than smaller. And your music helps us, I think, create. A better sense of understanding and empathy. Uh, the song that we're going to be playing next is about some maybe history that we don't, that some people don't know about the river and some people don't know about how the levee was created and even what the levee is. So, mm-hmm. what I'd like to do is go ahead and play the full song and then, Larry, share with us um, some of this history about things we might not know.
2: Thank you.
0: Leaning on a shovel with my bare feet on. One of these days I'm gonna be gone. I'm working on the Mississippi Levee. I miss my mama, I miss my poor When the day is done, I can barely crawl. They treat them you better than I. I'm working on the Levee of suicide. One by one, I watch men fall. Then I hear the boss man call. Make it quick, you better not stall I'm working on the Mississippi levee It weren't my fault Because they built their home on the ground and not on sticks Should have done better than to build their homes On the banks of a river that overflow And when I see a paddle boat Out on the river just to kick it up smoke, Lately I get filled with hope Working on the Mississippi Levy And if they shoot when I run I'd rather die by the bullets and guns. Then they work for the rest of my life Show good on a riddle.
2: On lead guitar is my cousin Melvin James.
1: Oh, wonderful!
2: I uh, from Iowa, yeah. That's
1: great. Yeah. Well, in this, this is about the camps, post Civil War and labor that that got pulled into. Yeah, the levy on
2: system um, was actually began in the mm-hmm. in the early eighteen hundreds and extended until even nineteen thirty, mm-hmm. and. Um, and the levee system was was created in order to stop the flooding, uh, kind of from Saint 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 Gerardo on down, down to New Orleans, and the levee uh, system is higher and longer than the Great Wall of China. Very likely, the biggest thing that man has ever made is the Mississippi levee system. It comprises over three thousand miles of levee extending. 620 miles along the river, uh, whereas the main body of the Great Wall of China extends for like 3,000 miles, so it's like 500 miles longer. And the levee camp workforce was primarily consisted of blacks, African Americans from the plantations, and then after the post-Civil War, sharecroppers from the Delta area and approximately one-third of the population of the camps consisted of black women who were employed as cooks and also became prostitutes for the workers. The levy contractors ran their camps with strong white supremacist beliefs, using their power to exploit the black workers. The contractors publicly beat, whipped, and humiliated the workers in order to strip them of their masculinity and a sense of authority. This discrimination is also evident in the great variation in living and working conditions. While the white workers slept in boarding houses, black workers slept in tents, sometimes very close to the livestock. Those in conditions became dangerous for the camp members who experienced constant outbreaks of life-threatening diseases like malaria and smallpox. Workers went through 12 to 16 hour work days and were forced to continue no matter the weather conditions which were brutal during the winter at an average wage of 1 to 2 dollars a day black workers were paid 1.5 dollars less than the average white workers
1: and many of these workers didn't come willingly
2: actually the stories are that these uh, these contractors that were hired They would send out a plea to the sheriffs in southern communities saying we need more workers. Mm. And if there was an African-American male walking down the street, they would haul him in and send him off and not even let their family know where they were sent and never seen again.
1: Such tragedy on the river. It's total tragedy in that that
2: all of our our farm goods Mm -hmm. from the Midwest, all of our goods – the majority of which goes down the river on these barges. Mm -hmm. It's our commerce. And these main channels,
0: Mm.
2: uh, you know, has to be kept so deep for the barges to move. They're there because of the levee system, you know, because the wing dams that were built, the levees that were built, all by essentially slave labor, Mm
4: -hmm.
2: primarily African-American
3: I was not aware of that chapter exactly before so um, it's just an extension of overall long-term state-sponsored terrorism. Uh, it, it's, a, it's just brutal.
2: I mean when they say, say get over it, I say give me a break. Mm-hmm. I mean what's going on in Florida and, and these other repressive states in this union uh, It's an absolute violation of who we are as a people. Mm -hmm. We have to confront this history and look at it straight in the face. Mm -hmm. We have to deal with it because it will set us free as a people and help us have some level of empathy and sympathy
1: for others. And for ourselves. I mean there's got to be a forgiveness in one way of these were horrible things but now we, through our actions – will make a difference. We will not allow this to continue. You have to you own know? up to right. it. Right. Right. And and, I've said and, this. and forgiveness is a bigger term. It's a grace. Yeah. How do we give everyone grace to accept responsibility, to make a difference?
3: And I and I've said this before, there's power in responsibility. That that's not the same as blame. It's not the same as shame. Response is ability to respond is what responsibility we can think of
4: that as it means we can be a cause. That's a power, absolutely. You know, it, it's when we talk about the Mississippi, you know, river. I, I'm also an educator and, and, and work with um, you know marginalized, and underserved, underserved populations of young people, and we talk about you know the Mississippi River being that first real transportation system, a major transportation system. You know, bringing it forward to today, there are a number of movements around the country to reclaim the um, communities. And the lost generational wealth of Black and Brown communities that were destroyed by the transportation system. Mm. So this is nothing new, and there's a national, you know, national movement right here in the Twin Cities with you know uh, the Rondo community, the Tra- Tremaine neighborhood, Baltimore, Los Angeles, you name it. There are dozens, thousands, hundreds of communities around the country where. African-Americans and black and brown people are coming forward saying, hey, you took our communities from us. You took our livelihoods from us. You stripped us of our generational wealth to build this transportation system. We all think the highway, hey, this is how I get from point A to B. I get to a vacation, et cetera. But that entire transportation system is built on fear and racism.
1: I love how when I hear this song, I'm pulled into the song and I have great empathy for this you know, horrific Work this man needed to do, and the longing he had for his loved one that mm-hmm. he wasn't sure he'd ever see again. Um, and at the same point, I, I don't. I, again, it's music doesn't make you afraid. Music somehow inspires. Music somehow says this needs to be different. Um, and that I think that's my biggest takeaway: is how can our music continue to create that same sort of inspiration to make a difference. And especially on the Mississippi.
3: <laughs> and so we've been with Larry Long, but also Scott Harold, CEO of Rock the Cause Records. So thanks both for your contributions. And I would just want to draw that circle again of the prophetic role. Of uh, of music and the troubadour and all the arts actually, but this in this case, um, you know, we think of prophecy sometimes as fortune telling, and it's really just about going deeper, and it has a, that revel, revelatory, easier for me to say,
4: aspect of uh, that can free us. Mm-hmm.
1: And before we go, I want to make sure people know how to get a hold of the music.
4: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. You can find uh, the most recent release that we've done with Rock the Cos Records is Run for Freedom by uh, Larry Long. You can get an iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify title, all of the usual suspects of where you stream and download music. It's everywhere. So search artist Larry Long, Run for Freedom.
1: And Larry, thank you for your willingness (laughs) to come and, and share not only your music, but your stories and your insights. Um, we look forward to having you come back again because this is not the last time we're going to go on our <laughs> yeah. adventure. And I thank you for all that you do. Um, thank you. Thank you and, and we'll listen to my favorite song. Still okay. <laughs> it's still okay. It's still okay. I'm falling
0: in love with you And it feels okay <laughs> I'm falling in love with you I'm falling, I'm falling, I'm falling I'm (laughs) falling in love with you And it feels okay